Ladies and gentlemen of Jets Nation from around the world, you're listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Jets Podcast. The Jets hired Robert Sala, the very energetic, uh, bald, intense, good-looking guy. Don't name it to me is the GOAT. And Lawson, like, has had a little bit of an injury history, but man, he's a rocket. He's a ball of muscle off the edge. Denzel Mims is there, and he's got it. Denzel's going to be another big, fast, athletic target for us on the outside. We're a good football team. And now, let's kick it over to your hosts, Brandon Ferris and Spencer Klein. Welcome, everyone, to the Good, the Bad, and the Jets podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ferris, and as always, alongside me is Spencer Klein. And Spence, what are we in? Week 10? Of uh, this grueling season so far, Jets play the Bills this week. We will do our usual preview, as always. Uh, for those of you who did not listen to Podpalooza, I, we did have a special announcement for subscribers. Once we have 20 subscribers of the pod, we will be doing a special giveaway. We're still figuring out what the, <laughs> the giveaway is going to be, but don't forget to subscribe. You get that review episode every week and Spence whenever we get on that merch train we'll we'll get our subscribers some some stuff as well so subscribe 99 cents a month we will get that giveaway going and I will stop the self-promotion Spence and we'll go right into uh the Bills game this week let's uh let's start talking about that what are you what do you got on deck so far Yep, so it's it's Bills Week, uh, a different feel to Bills Week as we did not expect, of course, at the beginning of the year, that first matchup to not include Zach Wilson. So I guess that's the first piece, the notable piece that, uh, again, we're recording on Wednesday night. Actually, not again, we didn't say that yet. I think we are recording on Wednesday night. So Sala announced earlier today that Mike White will be getting the start again. For that's hey. the key words here. For, because Zach is not ready to come back. That is the key thing there, and the the whole thing. I'll turn it to you, and we'll get we'll get, we'll get that discussion rolling. <laughs> the whole thing is just turning into this big unneeded spectacle because we were just talking about this before we recorded. People are tired of the Jets being treated as jokes or saying "lol Jets," but yet you're giving into the sports media and the jokes about Mike White and Josh Johnson and Joe Flacco and. Wilson being the third best quarterback on the team. You got to pick one. I don't want if if you're Adam Wilson, get off the train. Wherever Mike White goes, follow him. I don't care. There's just been so much stupid press that it's been pretty annoying to see how fans have been reacting. It's like they forgot that Wilson's a, a rookie and he needs time to develop and and stuff. And they a, a segment Sorry, finish up. Keep going. Everyone forgets that this team was not supposed to make the playoffs or compete this year, but now people want to try and win with Mike White. Like, what are we doing? What's what's the point of that? And we've said this in like every episode so far. There's no point in winning with Mike White. So it's just tired at this point. Yep. I was gonna say what what I think feeds into it is there is a segment of Jets fans that were just never in on the Zach pick. And this is like they're they're here with my favorite word there, quote in quotes, they're out on him to just mess around and support 
anyone else that's playing in the position right now on the team. And your other option is told you so, crowd. A younger. Say it again. It's like the crowd that says, "I told you so." That he was. Oh a... yeah, exactly. And it, and it's yeah. fans. It's a, a segment of fans who wanted to run it back with Darnold too, probably just in spite of Zach Wilson and the Jets. But yeah, Sam Darnold's doing really well. I don't even think he's going to start the rest of the year now. Injury <laughs> or no injury. Yeah, though, funny how those uh, tunes were completely ch- or have completely <laughs> changed. But yeah, it's just I, I don't know why fans like to have this silly narrative when they claim they want the narrative to go away and to be a serious team. Like <laughs> you, you can't you can't be doing both. Simply does not doesn't work that way. You can't. Yes, there are rules to it. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, you just it can't be both. Some things can be like two things can be true at once. This is not one of those. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous the takes that have come out. Like I, again, I have to repeat it from last week and earlier this week on the review pod. No, Mike White is not the quarterback of the future when Zach is healthy. When he's 100%, it's his job. There's no debates there. Couldn't care less how well Mike White plays. And, and again, I'll, def- I'll defend Salah on this one. The overreaction is just so silly to me. Do you expect him to say if Mike White plays well, we're automatically going back to Zach? What, what gain does he have publicly saying that? There's literally zero gain to that. And it's not a shot against Zach Wilson at all. That's just coach speak. That is just handling the media in a way where the leverage is in his hands. Like, is, is there takes that are being made off that? Obviously, that's what we're talking about right now. But that doesn't mean that they're, that they're just talking. Relax. I don't know why everyone has to, has to just have a take right away off of a statement. <laughs> Slow down. Settle down. Get back to the big picture here. The long term. Do you want to be good for the long term? Or do you want to just have a couple games where you're going to the, the the vibes are feeling good. Like, <laughs> I know my answer. I'll let you answer yours, but I think I know your answer. Like, <laughs> that's to me what it comes down to. It's not about, like you said, sorry, let me rephrase that. It's not about the wins and losses this year. It's about the progress, and that just has changed because we, we saw five solid quarters from the backup. <laughs> like, the backup who, who um finished with under, sorry, finished, Average with an average of under four, you, I can't say correctly. Who averaged under four yards and air yards per pass attempt in his first game? Yes, finished with a good result, but yes, we're, we're going to move forward with that. That sounds like a great plan to me that's going to sustain, sustain long term success. Good luck. And the problem is that you also said this same exact stuff after the Bengals game, and people are still like, obviously. 100,000 people aren't listening to us, but people are still acting the same way about what Salah said and the whole Wilson thing. And I'm okay with Wilson not playing this week. I don't want him to play until he's 100% ready because I think... There, there's zero need to rush him. Like, I, it's, it's a good thing that you, your backup is playing well. Forget forget us talking about the, the draft pick implications. That's, of course, that's another story. <laughs> But, like, for the team itself, it's obviously a good thing that your backup was able to come in and produce. That, that's something we want to see when the team is much more competitive where you don't, you don't, hopefully don't lose a step when your starter, if your starter, unfortunately, gets hurt. Like, it's a positive. You gotta, that, that is, again, like you said, multiple things can be true. That is one that can be true. And I think we saw that with 
when Darnold was on the Jets and he got hurt. I think they brought him back a little too early sometimes, and he kind of re-injured his shoulder. What was that last year or two years ago? So Wilson, mm-hmm. only 21, second overall pick. Don't rush him. They're not going anywhere this year. It's He'll still have, what, six or seven games to play? So I'm yeah, not a good concerned at all. I think even potentially even more than whether they're two and six right now or heading into game nine, they'll be yeah. I mean, at a minimum of eight games if if he comes back the week after this week. Of course, we'll we'll see about that. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't stress over it. That's I agree. Like, just relax. I'm I'm done. On my rant with him, you can still talk if you want to, but I think I've said my piece enough. Well, well the last comment I'll add is is Bozo take of the day, Adam Shine. Uh, I believe I have to double check which network he's with. I think he's a CBS. He's with CBS Sports, saying he, he's already flipping out. The Jets have a problem because their their number two pick is their third best quarterback on the roster. Uh, he he suggests that they should have traded out of pick two. And and your statement there, if that's your argument. You you what what were you suggesting then to stick with Sam? Well isn't that I, what I don't like now we know that debate's done. It's it's yes, it's fully sealed and completed. Was that your other plan then? Like what are you what were you planning to do? <laughs> Bozo take of the day. Like just you gotta gotta stop with that stuff. I don't know why everything needs a hot take now. Again, I'm repeating what I just said five minutes ago. Just why can't we take time? And, and let things develop, play out. Justin Fields on Monday night, he looked solid. He had a pretty decent game. He's coming along a little bit. He gave him time. He looked horrible the first couple of weeks. <laughs> he would probably agree with that in, 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 with his own performance. He's coming along. It's all year one for all these guys. I'm not out on any of them. <laughs> it's in, even the quarterbacks on our team, they're all works in progress. And it just goes back to what we've said, that we're spoiled with seeing a lot of young quarterbacks come right in in their rookie years and perform at a high level. Stuff takes time, but as you just said, and I agree, to wrap that one up, we could uh, move on to other highlights of the, the week heading into the Bills game. <laughs> I think the, the only other word that people need to take to heart is patience. Just have a little more patience. They're on the right track. But I'm I'm wrapping it up there. We only got... Yeah, so that's much- all I have. I'll- I'll I'll leave it at that because we I think well we can keep going but we won't. <laughs> we'll have to do a whole pod on that at some point. But anyway, uh, some good other good news is that Corey Davis will be back, should be back at least. That's according to Salas. Should be back this week against Buffalo. That should help whoever's at quarterback. Probably Mike White, uh, like we said. And I mean the the offense has looked good the last two weeks. And I think you might have said it in our last pod that it hasn't been Corey Davis's fault that the offense was bad. He will only help it a lot more based on the but play. I saw, yeah, <laughs> I saw those reactions <laughs> after the, the Bengals game. He were like, do we need Corey Davis? <laughs> Why? Like, what? Like, because you watched one game. Now, you're, you're again, you're cutting ties with another player. <laughs> It's had a large segment that had that those thoughts, but just I just saw that out there by some. I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> it's just going to make it better. It's going to open up more opportunities. But yeah, excited to have him back and and see what Booth the floor can can do with Corey Davis in the lineup now. <laughs> but let's see that trend continue there. 
Yeah, he's had a inc- I would say inconsistent start to the year. So hopefully he can find more consistency, catch more balls. And with Denzel Mims being on the COVID list, I think it it helps that Davis is coming back. Possibly less uh, Braxton Barrios and Jeff Smith targets as well. So I, I think I mean Davis will have a a tough matchup against Tre'Davious White, who is I think is a very underrated corner. I think he's very good. Uh, the cornerback for Buffalo out of LSU. And I think if if you're looking for a wide receiver to break out, I, I think it's going to be Crowder in this one. I think the, the Buffalo pass rush isn't that bad. I, I think White will kind of look for his safety plank and then Crowder. But Davis coming back, I think, is a huge plus. Excited to see what he can do this week. Yeah, agreed. I think, I think for Davis, I'm going to... I mean, pretty easy to predict this. <laughs> Expect a quiet day. I agree with you, Tredavious White. But very solid cornerback. I, I would put him close to the tier of a shutdown corner. Yep. And he's getting paid like it right now with the extension they signed him to. So probably going to be a tough day for him. Uh, hopefully the more party continues on. I like what you said there, though, about Crowder. I think the tape, I mean, the tape's out there now on, on more. They see, teams should be able to see that he clearly can make plays. It was, the tape was there college career and teams now are going to see what he's done the last couple of weeks so i think like you just said that makes sense for crowder to hopefully then take on the the, the lesser matchup and, and make some plays uh i think it's going to be a tougher day for the offense i mean easy to say you're playing one of the probably the best unit they've faced so far no uh, and look no i think the Pat- you... patriots defense is better mm. in my opinion. All right, that's a that's a, a fair point it's a fair point well i I'll put them in the same tier then. I'll also, I'll, yeah, that's, yeah. I'll pedal back a little bit. They're in the same tier of that Patriots defense that we've seen twice. <laughs> Sorry, that they've seen twice. You know my favorite thing there. <laughs> and it's just probably going to be a harder day for, for the offense to produce. I mean, Jacksonville, don't know how they did, but won the ball game last week. <laughs> don't forget, they only went up nine points. <laughs> Their defense got the job done. So, just not expecting a big day from the offense, but if here you go, Mike White. Let's see what you can do. Everyone's on your bandwagon now. You're getting a game where you got to produce, basically, with all the hype you're getting. You can't just come out because you're not getting the excuse that the others are going to – the others do get, <laughs> simply. You're not at that – you don't have that situation around yourself. So, O-line – should I, I don't know. They, they've been solid recently, honestly. They haven't been the problem. So Buffalo's, yeah, like you mentioned, Buffalo's defensive line unit is, is solid. And it'll be a test for them if, it's, it's, if they can keep White upright. And if he continues, if he does what he did against Cincy, taking what is given to him, we'll see. Maybe they prove me wrong, but I'm not expecting a strong day from the offense at all. Um, I know we'll do our predictions later, but I think in in the teens, maybe, they put on the board. I'm not expecting 30-plus again. And did you want to talk about EBT uh, since we were talking about injuries? Oh, right. right. He he did pop up on the injury report. Uh, I know I saw Rich Samini commented on it. The team is not concerned about it, so I would anticipate he would still be out there on Sunday. Uh, if something were to change between now and then, that would be a big loss. Obviously, <laughs> but keep an eye out. That should keep an eye out on that one. Of course, the rest of the week, 
Uh, I still would love to see L- – I'm still calling him LDT. I would love to see him slide, slide right in at right guard this week. Don't think that's actually going to happen. Don't think any reporter has commented on it yet. But I still would love to see that change happen sooner rather than later. But don't think it will be this Sunday just because no one has commented on it <laughs> from the beat so far. And I don't think there's any injuries on the defensive side, right, that would be new. I'm trying to think of it. Just um, th- there was one. Hold on. I'm trying to recall. Someone on the D-line that was – hold on. Let me pull it up real quick as we're, we're chatting. I did see one, but like minor. Oh, sorry. It was Shaq lost with a hamstring. Just came back to me. So that's a little concerning. I didn't see any comment whether it's severe or not, but a hamstring injury is not usually ever good. I mean, no injury is ever good, but not usually one that, like, you're going to feel good that they'll turn it around and be good to go in a couple of days. So keep an eye on that one as well. Maybe you would be down a body there on the D-line. But the the big names all should be good to go from top to bottom. Yeah, uh, soft uh, soft tissue injuries are never easy to uh, come back from. So hope hope he'll be all right. But uh, I I did want to talk about the offense since you were just talking about the offensive line and, and everything. Did you? I think you did because I sent it to you. Did you read that Samini article from the the Rich Samini article? Uh, yes. From today, yeah, for, it was good stuff. I'll let I'll let you talk about it first. Yeah, I, I you you pointed it out. Usually, Samini's kind of full of crap. But his article actually highlighted the differences of the offense uh, and LaFleur and, and, and Salah's staff from the last few weeks, which was pretty interesting because talking about the offense now, a lot of people were saying that the offense didn't really change at all. And I think based on the article, that's true, but also not true. They've been running a lot more pass-heavy uh, like favorable personnel. They're not doing as much 12 personnel anymore. They're doing uh, a lot more 10 and 11 man personnel, which does not include tight ends as much. Which They're is... even doing zero. That's what I was amazed by. Like We, we teased about that for so long. <laughs> but they, yeah, they finally have done some of that. That's 10 man personnel, right? No tight ends? Yes, that, yep. that's what I was thinking. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah, so I'm hoping that the passing game can still even even though the the Buffalo defense is good, like I'm not I'm not expecting them to do what they did last week against Indianapolis, but I'm hoping to see some some good stuff. Like I said, from Crowther and maybe more. I I originally said Crowther is probably the guy to watch. I think, like you said, they have tape on more now, and he's not going to sneak up on many teams anymore. But with Davis coming back. Maybe more gets in the slot just a bit more, or Davis pulls some coverage away from more and Crowther. So it'll be interesting to see how the the new offensive style is made with with Corey Davis around. But but the other thing is that the play calling really hasn't been that different. They've been calling pass plays like three percent more of the time. The only thing that's been different really is is the trick plays. I guess they've been. Calling five, they called five or six since the buy, and I mean they haven't really called any before the buy. So those are the only differences really for the offense. Like it, it has changed, but at the same time it hasn't. But I'm still, mm-hmm. like, yeah. 
That's one thing for this Sunday I would love to see. You have nothing to lose. This game, you're playing with your backup quarterback. You're two and five. The Bills are a little cold right now. No doubt about that. They're definitely a cold. Are they coming off? It's two losses in a row, right? They lost to Tennessee right before this. Unless I'm, am I missing a week? I think I'm right on that. Uh, I I can double check you. Uh, yeah, if you want to check, I believe I believe they lost two in a row. So do some funky things. Call more trick plays. Keep that going. We'd love that. I mean, we we've, uh, they, we've been they beat the Dolphins. Right. So I miss I missed stuff. Sorry, I missed they, one in there. So two, two out of their last three, they've lost. I know Tennessee was it was yep. in the middle of the excuse me as, it was part of the last few games. So they're. They're not at their peak performance point. This is a point where, like, could you maybe – that's to catch them sleeping. That's the wrong line. But could you maybe put the string together a good game and make it very competitive to the end? It's not a crazy request. I know we request that basically every week because that's, that's how low the bar is this year. But let's let's actually see that this Sunday. But I wouldn't be shocked to get it. Like, I'm not expecting a good game, but I wouldn't be shocked because look what they've done so far. The two I, games that obviously that they got W's were the two games. And even with, I'll mention again, even with Julio and A.J. Brown out in the Tennessee game, just the two games you did not expect to see them put together complete, close to complete games. <laughs> and they've done that. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what Jets team we're going to see this Sunday. <laughs> well, that's I'm not expecting the good one. That's my, that's obviously where my prediction trending so far. Well, that that's the whole theme of the season is, the Jets might show up one game and the other game they don't. And again, that's what the fans don't understand is that this is the youngest team in the NFL. They were not supposed to be consistent every week. Yes, we wanted them to compete every week. Obviously, we knew they wouldn't. But I think people just have too high expectations. And the Bills coming off an embarrassing loss to Jacksonville, I think they're going to be super fired up. I would not be shocked if they blow out the Jets. But at the same time, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets do catch them sleeping a bit, since the Jets do play better at home as well. I will. I'll say this: I will not accept another forty-point defensive performance. That's just that's unacceptable for me. I'll, I'll say Jacksonville that. last week holding them to single digits. Like, come on, that cannot happen. I'll say this: I'm going to the game. The goal is to stay the whole game. <laughs> Fair, <laughs> that's a low bar. That's honestly I, a very low bar. <laughs> Well, that's the like, problem. <laughs> There's no, I, I really, I don't, I just don't care. Like, you got to be competitive in, in all these games. You're not, it's a week to week league. It's just, I, I better see a much, much better defensive performance on the end. And for those of you that don't subscribe, that was part of our review pod on, excuse me, earlier this week. I was very critical of the defense, just very disappointed in what they've put together recently, and especially last week. So, <laughs> I, I, my eyes are on them. I, I don't really have the concerns for the offense. We know what they're capable of doing. We've seen that now. The defense, and yes, I understand there's a lack of talent there, but teams overcome that. And like, I, I mean, what do you want me to say? A Jacksonville team that's just not talented was just able to do it also on their home turf. I don't see why the Jets should not be able to go, to do a – Sorry, to put together a similar performance. I'm not asking for a single-digit defensive performance, but the teens, the 20s, like, is that crazy? I'm, like, asking for the defense to just let up 20 points. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's where my eyes are on, no doubt, Sunday. 
I think they're going to struggle with Josh Allen a lot on the ground because obviously we mm-hmm. back in core is horrible. And if Mosley is not playing perfectly, I could see Josh Allen running for like 75 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I think one thing they may not struggle as much with is the running backs catching screens. I mean, maybe I just don't know Devin Singletary as well. I believe he's he's some premier pass catching running back. Right? I I don't expect him to be a main concern in that part of the game. They don't have their they don't, they don't really have a Naeem Himes type on their team. I just I, we, that that was an easy one for us to predict <laughs> going to the Colts game that that he would perform. I don't I, have that same feel on on Buffalo from their backfield. I disagree with you. I think Singletary is a very good pass catching back. He's what five seven five eight. Zach Moss looks like he might not be playing right now. He, he's quite, yeah, he's up in the air right now if he makes it to, to the game Sunday. And both both of them catch passes, but they're not focal points of, of the of the offense. I, so I I wouldn't be too nervous about them either. Yeah. I just I, I would like to see how they cover Stephon Diggs since he's probably best receiver they're going to see so far, right? Yep. I would say I'm ex- very excited to watch Bryce Hall go up against Diggs. But that's going to be an awesome matchup, no doubt about that. If I know, it's, I mean, it's just more for this. Well, I'll go one position. Let me stick on that first, and then I'll, I'll bring up my other point. Uh, I mean, there are other ones. Like, I know Emmanuel Sanders is having a pretty solid season, but, I mean, I just still don't fear him. I mean, not still. Like, he's just at a different stage of his career now, like, you can take care of him. So I don't know who if that will be. I, I guess that would be uh, – actually, where does he – I don't know where he lined up specifically for Buffalo. Like, could that be Eccles? Could that be I've, some of Michael Carter? I, I'm not actually fully sure on that one. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he would – he, he usually goes outside because – Yeah, it'd probably be Kobe. I, I forgot. Should probably It's probably Kobe easy that's hanging in the slot a lot more. So that would be a Michael Carter, uh, Michael Carter matchup. For, for Sunday. But I did want to publicly thank you for trading me Emmanuel Sanders in, in fantasy last week. I will never be out <laughs> never out on Alan excuse me, never out on Alan Robinson that's all I'll say because when he's a Jet next year well, I'll be hyping him up all summer. <laughs> we'll save that for the offseason pod. <laughs> I think I won the trade but I don't know we'll see. Uh, it was an Allen Robinson for Emmanuel Sanders straight up swap. Yep. So, I I don't really know how Sanders is going to do this this week. You're right. He, I think he's 34. He was never really good. Beside, like he was fine with Ben Roethlisberger, but he really broke out with Peyton Manning. But he was never able yep. to replicate the same success. And Cole Beasley, he's like Jameson Crowder. He'll catch 10 balls for like 80 yards. And with with the Jets not having good linebackers and the safeties are just putrid right now, I think Cole Beasley could have another 100-yard game. Just don't let him breathe on you. <laughs> the, the, one, the one that concerns me, and if he plays on Sunday, is Dawson Knox. Yeah. The Jets just cannot handle tight ends. That, that's like a theme that just – not like a theme. That is a theme that has not – change with this new defensive staff it's still here uh i don't uh what's it called not concerned with sweeney although i feel like i'll bite my words when he ends up playing and performing and doing well on sunday as i say that 
But if Knox is out there, I would definitely have a I have I would feel confident if I'm a Bills fan that he's gonna exploit some matchups because he, he's looked very solid so far and the Jets just don't don't have an answer for that. And unfortunately with although Marcus May hasn't been the best cover corner this year, obviously you would love to have him on in this game to help out with that. And you're you're very shorthanded in that secondary group now. So that's what I'm watching for as we get approach Sunday is to see if he's going to strap up or not. Because to me, that that would be that's that's a huge difference for them. He's he's really bursted onto the scene this year as a just a solid addition to that Bills offense that already had enough options. I would guess he does. He practiced practice practiced in a limited fashion today, I believe. I don't think Moss practiced today, so I would be surprised. I mean, it is only Wednesday. Uh, the Thursday practice is what we we like to look at, but either way, like you said, I'm not concerned about Sweeney, but I feel like Diggs could definitely exploit the the defense though, and even Singletary. And and like I said, it's Josh Allen's run running ability because you know they're not going to put a spy on him, even if they do. Mosley's not fast enough to cover him, and and like you said. May hasn't been the best, but he's been better than what they have. And now, what, what Ashton Davis starting, and I don't even know who else. Uh, Draw uh, Wilson, maybe. It's I just, think by uh, default it's him right now, or, or him or Neesman. It's one of the two, or they're kind of shared at this point. I think it's a recipe for disaster. Really, uh, like you, you may think like I'm not down on the Bills. I, I think you might be a little down on the Bills right now, but I still think they're probably a top three offense in the AFC. Oh, certainly. They're, 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 they're always capable of that. They're just, I mean, just, I was really blown away. <laughs> he put up six points against Jacksonville. That yeah. just was unbelievable well, to me. <laughs> it, I, and I guess like that, that's like outlier stuff. Like sometimes the coaching staff just has a really good scheme. Maybe Yulbrick can <laughs> draw something up, but I, I'm not confident. And I guess uh, the other thing, what I have one more thing that I want to say that I think you would agree with. The Bills' offensive line is probably like a above average group, but I would love to see some D line action, get some sacks and pressures. D line's got to wake up in, in both aspects, in both their main parts of the game. Simply, the run defense has been horrific. The pressures maybe are getting there, but they're not getting. They're not finishing the pressures and turning those into sacks the last few weeks. So we got we got to see a better performance for all of them. That that's from Quinnen all the way to whoever is going to be active on Sunday to Nathan Shepard. Every single one of them has got to be better. It's, this this defense is yes, it's live and die with C.J. Mosley, but it's also built on the D line doing its job and and masking their weaknesses behind that end. They haven't been able to match that the last few weeks, clearly. <laughs> so, yeah, can't nothing else I would say besides they got to do their jobs. It sounds so simple, but it has to be done simply if they want to be competitive Sunday. Or yeah. it'll be seeing another 40 points on the board. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I guess with that, we can go into predictions for the, this Sunday. I'll go first. I think I let you. You go first last time. Yeah. I am going to predict, not surprisingly, a loss to Buffalo. I'm going to say 
the Jets will lose 26 to 13, but they do cover. I think the spread is 13.5 right now. You're more friendly than me this week. <laughs> I, I'm going to be more negative. I think they, I'm going to say like 30 to 13, they don't cover. They're going to hit that 30 mark and not reach my bar of not crossing that the defense. And yeah, they just don't get the job done. Just Well, not don't get the job, just a better team <laughs> beating them with their talent simply. So. What, what happens if the Jets cover? And let's say they lose by like ten, and Mike White plays really well. Do you think that's gonna like? I I know what our answer is about the QB situation, but do you think that's gonna cause any problems? It's it's a tough answer, and, and yes, I, like you just said, our answer is is clear. I think <laughs> listeners can tell what we would say. What I think they would do, though, hmm, that's a tough. In that scenario, that's a really tricky one. I feel. They're you got me a little. I'm thinking about that one. I, I think honestly, they would ride the hot hand, and, and me and you may be annoyed, but I think just and yes, sometimes it, it is coach speak. I know that's what I was talking about in the beginning of tonight's recording, but I feel like they actually will, will do that. I, I do think I could see them riding the hot hand if you want to deem that hot, losing by 10, playing a solid game, <laughs> and, and move forward. I won't say move forward the, the next week. Might just be Mike White again. That that is my thought there. I mean, what do you think? I'm curious for your thoughts on that one too, because I think that's it's a good question, very good question. I agree with you, and I wouldn't be happy about it. And I would just try and block out every Jets fan from my life at that point as well, <laughs> because the cliche takes would be out of the control. Yeah. It's just, do you want to prepare for longer-term success or do you want to prepare for vibes for a few weeks? Like, that that's your simple – that's the simple, that's the real question to me because that's, that's where my mind is at. I'm not on getting a couple more wins this year. Forget us predicting our over six or under six baloney. Like, real, the realistic picture of actually being good for more than just a season. <laughs> Whenever – and we haven't even been good. When – they haven't even been good. Excuse me. <laughs> and and they're not trading Wilson either. Let's let's say oh, that. Th- those takes got to be put to bed immediately. Again, seal that one and end it. That's just foolishness. It's not happening. This is not a Josh Rosen scenario. It's not even close <laughs> to that scenario. Yeah. So I I guess until Wilson plays, we'll we'll hear about that. But like I said, I don't want to yeah. talk about Wilson anymore since we could do mm-hmm. an hours worth of it. So yes. Uh, with that, I got nothing else. Uh, you heard our predictions. Hopefully, we're wrong. That'd be cool, but I doubt it. So. I'll say this though: that we will be more. I know I will be more positive in the upcoming weeks for prediction. I think I've predicted four L's in a row <laughs> for the last couple of games. I do think going forward, though, there's going to be winnable games: Miami twice, Houston, Philly. I'm putting New Orleans in that now, which, again, it's a week-to-week season with Trevor Simeon playing games, former Brett Jet great, <laughs> if you want to say. Uh, w- winnable games are going to – real winnable games are going to be on the horizon. So I know my predictions will be more positive for those. <laughs> Not saying they're winning off five, but – And they get Jacksonville. Sorry, I forgot them too. Yep, that's a <laughs> very key one they hit on. So that's, that's six games where you certainly should be competitive in. Yep. Every single one of those. So, 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's actually one, one last thing I do want to say, and then we can wrap up. I, I did, did want to mention this earlier, and, and we didn't. It is kind of annoying to me that Josh Johnson isn't the backup on Sunday. They already said that Flack was going to back him up. Like, come on, like reward the guy. He played a very solid game in, in, in backup duty on on last Thursday. Reward him. Give him that chance to back up Mike White this week. And that's nothing to forget whatever. Forget the trade. Like that's it's you already made it. You're not reversing that. Like you don't need to prove your point that you, that you made a deal and you got to make him active. Like Josh Johnson deserves that. So I thought it's a, it's a little disappointing for for Josh Johnson not getting another chance to strap up simply. So that's all I had to say to that. He, I, I'm Josh Johnson, Hive, as you know. So and I think we are. <laughs> if I can group you into that, so we are disappointing the- for him. We are the Josh Johnson stands. Yes, the only ones, probably. <laughs> so I'm I'm disappointed for him. Simply, I will say that. I will say Zach Wilson is the second best QB on the team because we do have Josh Johnson. <laughs> Nate, <laughs> I, I'll I'll co-sign that. <laughs> <laughs> Not actually, but you know what I mean. Uh, so I'm yeah, sure. we uh, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the uh, our pod. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at the good, the bad, and the Jets Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at good, bad, Jets Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at the Ferris Verified. And of course, like I said earlier, you can subscribe 99 cents a month. You do get one bonus episode a week. And hopefully, Spence will be looking at some more guests as well. Maybe they'll be subscriber only, maybe they won't be a game time decision yep definitely looking into that want to have some more conversation with some uh friends of jets nation always enjoy those those few so far have been a blast and yep as always thank you brandon can check me out on twitter at sklein eight two four one zero three three, and on tiktok at nyjetssk824 win a game and you'll get a tiktok that's my my deal for them yeah those tiktoks <laughs> win a game (laughs) be competitive win win me a game (laughs) all right well as always we hope you enjoy the rest of your week if you're going to the game sunday i'll be there i hope you enjoy tailgate hard don't let bill's mafia take over even though i'm I'm sure they will but whatever uh enjoy your sunday and make sure you stay positive and test negative thanks everyone I'm not going to